Welcome to Word Live. We're so glad you join us today. We'd like to continue on the resurrection of Christ, and I'd like for us to look today at the fact that we have a new covenant because of the resurrection. That's established on new and better promises. Let's start in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and we'll start in verse 4. And we have such trust through Christ toward God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now see, we have a new covenant with God, and we no longer live under the law, but we live according to the Spirit. And I taught some on this yesterday about the the, uh, fruit of the Spirit that we're supposed to live according to the Spirit, not the flesh. But you know, we have a new covenant that's a glorious covenant. Now in the Old Testament, there was only a few people that were anointed by the Holy Ghost, and that was the prophet, priest, and king. Not very many people were. Everyone had to go and make sacrifices. That was only the children of Israel. The rest of the world was left out. They couldn't enter into the glory of God. They didn't have a covenant with God. But, you know, because of the resurrection, the whole world has a covenant with God. We have a new and better covenant than uh, they had, the Abrahamic covenant, because they had to live according to the law. But today we live according to the Spirit. He said, but here the, the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And we are born, when we're born again, we are in the Spirit. Amen? Let's look at verse 7 now, 2 Corinthians 3, 7. But if the ministry of death written engraved on stones was glorious so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. The ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. Amen? Verse 10, For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For if what was passing away was glorious, What remains is much more glorious. They had a covenant. Moses had a covenant with God. He came up on the the mountain there and he uh, was able to be in the presence of God. He came down with the Ten Commandments and the glory was upon his face. But you know, we have uh, the glory of God upon us all the time. And I have another message that you can listen to that will help you in this area. And it's called Carriers of the Glory. You can find that on our podcast or on our website. But if you'll listen to that, that will help you a little bit too. I don't have time to go into all that today. But because of the resurrection of Christ and because of the place that we're seated in in Him, we are carriers of the glory and we are a glorious church. Amen? Verse 12. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. 
But even to this day, when Moses is read, the veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now we can understand the things of God by the revelation given by the Holy Spirit. You see, that veil was taken away, and we no longer have to live according to the law. But when you become born again, the veil is taken away, and you have insight into the things of God by the Holy Spirit who will teach you concerning all things. If you study 1 Corinthians chapter 2, He will teach you all things. And you can have understanding in the things of God. It's not just a ritual, something you have to do, a law that you have to live by according to the flesh. But when you live according to the Spirit, things are different. Now you have understanding in what God wants you to do. Now you can have revelation in the things of God and understand and know and glean upon those things so that you can walk in the fullness of the truth of the Word of God. And we live according to the Spirit as the Holy Spirit teaches us, not under the law, which is rituals and things that man has put in place, that if we'll do this, that we can be in right standing with God, no, because of the resurrection of Christ, you are in right standing with God. And because you're born again, the Holy Ghost lives inside of you. And you have the glory of God residing inside of you because the Holy Ghost is the glory of God. And since that glory lives in you, you're no longer the same. And he gives you the understanding in the things of God. And you can understand the glory and walk in the glory and know the glory and be a part of the glory, and not have to be concerned about what the glory is, but you'll be walking in the glory. Now let's look at verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But in the old covenant, there was death, because you couldn't live according to the law. If you tried to live according to the law, you had to do it according to the flesh. And then when you tried to do it according to the flesh, you couldn't do it. Then you still had to make sacrifices, had to kill an animal of some kind, had to go to a priest, present that animal. He had to take its blood, sprinkle you with it. And that was in the old covenant. But when Christ entered into the heavenly of heavenlies and he sprinkled that mercy seat of God, then it took away all of our sin. And we became born again by the Holy Ghost that lives in us. Then we were changed. And we not only were changed then, but we can change even more. Now let's look at verse 18. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now when we look into the Word of God, it's the, He said, My words are spirit and they are life. And when you look into the mirror of the Word of God, and you understand what the Word of God says, and you have revelation in the Word of God, then what happens is you're changed from glory to glory by revelation in the Word of God, and the Holy Ghost changes you. Because when you have knowledge of the Word of God, and you know what that Word says, then you're changed from glory to glory into the same image of the Lord, as the Lord. Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image. Into the same image. 
into the same image from glory to glory. Into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, God will change you, and sometimes we ask God to change us. But a lot of times God will say, and I've had him to do this to me. And he say, okay, let's go into the Word. This will help change you. And when you go into the Word of God, and he'll give you revelation on what that Word says, and you go, wow, this is who I am already. This is what he's already done for me. This is what the resurrection of Christ means. This is what the glory of God is. The glory resides in me. I'm a carrier of that glory. I'm changed from glory to glory by the image, into the image of the Lord by the Holy Ghost. It's him that changes us from glory to glory, but we have to look into the mirror of the Word. And the Word of God, and a lot of times people say, well, I'm looking in the mirror and I need to change. I need to change. A lot of times what you need to do is look into the mirror of the Word and see who you are according to what the Word says you are. And say this, I am who the Word says I am. I can do what the Word says I can do. I have what the Word says I have. And the Word of God will reveal to you who you are in Christ Jesus. You are a resurrected child of God that is prosperous, healthy, in right relationship with God, and you just need to walk in the fullness of what God has already purchased for you through Christ Jesus and the resurrection. And say this, I am resurrected with Christ. I'm no longer just an old sinner saved by grace, but I am in Christ and all things that pertain to life and godliness the Father God has provided for me through Christ Jesus. If you'll look into the Word of God, a lot of people try to look into the mirror of the Word of God and say, look at what I'm doing wrong. Look at what I'm doing wrong. No, look at who you are. Look at who He has made you to be. Look at the Word of God and then let the Holy Ghost give you revelation on who you really are in the Word of God and it will transform you by the renewing of your mind from glory to glory and, you, and you'll be going around going, glory to God. This is what he did for me. Then you know, next time you'll look in the Word of God and you'll go, Glory to God, this is what he did to me. This is what he did for me. He made me alive in him. He resurrected me with Christ. He seated me in a place of authority in Christ. I am no longer the same. I am in Christ Jesus. And I am no longer defeated in any area of my life, but I am victorious. Glory to God, that's shouting ground, people. I mean, it is such a glorious thing to have the Holy Ghost to teach you who you are in Christ. And you can read it all day long, but until he gives you revelation on it and you start walking in it, it won't do you any good. But when you find out who you are and you look into the mirror of the word and go, well, Moses had the glory on him, but the glory lives in me. The glory of God resides in me. Greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. And let's also look at Philippians chapter 3 in the Amplified Classic Edition. And I think this will help you so much. It helped me when I got a revelation on this. I, I mean, I, it just astounded me to know what it says in this word. Philippians 3 in the Amplified Classic Edition. And we'll start in verse 10. For my determined purpose is that I may know him that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him 
perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. Now, this is exactly what I was talking about in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, that we look in the mirror and we come to know him and who he is, that we become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him and perceive and recognize and understand the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. Amen? Then we can understand who we are more fully and more clearly. Amen? Now let's continue. And that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which exerts over believers, which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death, in the hope. That means that we're transformed into his likeness when we become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him and come to know the Lord Jesus Christ more and better than any person here upon this earth. And then when we come to know him, and then we come to know the power that outflows from his resurrection. The power outflowing from his resurrection. We can understand the power that's behind that resurrection and also the power that he has given to the church. Verse 11, that if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. And what will happen is when you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and you know the word and you're getting changed from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord, then what happens is you are lifted out from among the dead even while we're in this body because we understand who we are. We understand who he is. We understand who he has made us more clearly and more fully. We understand it's the resurrection that has given us the power that he is, that it outflows from that resurrection to the body of Christ so that we can walk in the fullness of what he called us into. Amen. Now let's look at verse 20. But we are citizens of the state, commonwealth, homeland, which is in heaven. And from it also we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Savior, who will transform and fashion anew the body of our humiliation to conform to and be like the body of his glory and majesty by exerting that power which enables him even to subject everything to himself. Now, now what we have to understand here is that we are citizens of heaven. We are already citizens of heaven. Amen. Let's read, the, well, let's read this out of the New King James Version. And you may understand it a little better. Verse 20, Philippians chapter 3, New King James Version, verse 20. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. This is at the resurrection of the body of Christ, at the rapture. But you know, if you study the Word of God and look in the mirror of the Word of God, it says in there that we are already raised with Him. 
that we are already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus in a place of authority, that we're citizens of heaven. We are no longer just old sinners saved by grace, and that means when you're a citizen of heaven, you have all the rights and privileges of everyone in heaven. That means if you're a citizen of heaven already, it didn't say we're going to be. It says we are. Our citizenship is in heaven. We're in this world, but we're not of it. That means that when you bind something on earth, it's bound in heaven. When you loose something on earth, it's loosed in heaven. Whatever you say, it goes, because when you believe the word of God and you speak the word of God forth out of your mouth, and as a citizen of heaven and use the name of Jesus as, as presenting all that he is, it comes into fruition because he presents all that he is. And when we look into the mirror of the word of God, as it said in Second Corinthians chapter 3, that we are looking at who we are, not what we will be, but who we are in the body of Christ. And then we can walk in the fullness of who God wants us to be now. And then when we get to heaven, we won't have to fight any battles. There won't be any battles fought then because there won't be any flesh to fight. There won't be any enemy to fight. We're all going to be, it'll be just perfect, complete contentment and love is all we're going to experience there. But you know, when we're conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to do all things to himself, then we'll have a glorious body when we get to heaven. But we can also walk in the glory while we're here upon the earth because of the Holy Ghost that lives in us. The same Spirit that lives in Jesus lives in us. The same Spirit that lives in the Father lives in us. And we have the glory residing in us. And we're citizens of heaven. And when we're led by the Holy Ghost, we're led by the Word of God, then as we speak forth that Word, things change. But we have to understand who we are first. And we have to walk in that citizenship. You can be a citizen of the United States. But walk like you're a citizen of a different foreign country that's under uh, communist rule. And you won't live in that victory. You won't live in that freedom. We have to walk in the freedom. Walk in the victory of who we are as citizens in heaven. Of the resurrected Christ. We are one with him. Amen. Thank you so good, uh, much for joining us today. And we thank you for joining us. We're thankful for you and for everything that you've done for our ministry and all you're going to do. But we thank you so much for being a part of us. We love you. We ask you to join us again next time. God bless you. If you would like to support our ministry, you can become a partner by clicking the support link in the description. You can also give by going to our website, wacba.org, and clicking on the giving tab. Thank you so much for supporting us to help us send the gospel around the world through our podcast. We pray God's blessings be upon you abundantly, and we thank you so much in Jesus' name.